Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Los Angeles just proved how spongy a city can be. As relentless rains pounded L.A., the city's sponge infrastructure helped gather 8.6 billion gallons of water, enough to sustain over 100,000 homes for a year. By Matt Simon. Earlier this month, the future fell on Los Angeles. A long band of moisture in the sky, known as an atmospheric river, dumped nine inches of rain on the city over three days over half of what the city typically gets in a year. It's the kind of extreme rainfall that'll get ever more extreme as the planet warms. The city's water managers, though, were ready and waiting. Like other urban areas around the world, in recent years, L.A. has been transforming into a sponge city, replacing impermeable surfaces like concrete with permeable ones like dirt and plants. It has also built out spreading grounds where water accumulates and soaks into the earth. With traditional dams and all the newfangled spongy infrastructure, between February 4th and 7th, the metropolis captured 8.6 billion gallons of stormwater, enough to provide water for 106,000 households for a year. For the rainy season in total, L.A. has accumulated 14.7 billion gallons. Long reliant on snowmelt and river water piped in from afar, L.A. is on a quest to produce as much water as it can locally. There's going to be a lot more rain and a lot less snow, which is going to alter the way we capture snowmelts and the aqueduct water, says Art Castro, manager of watershed management at the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power. Dams and spreading grounds are the workhorses of local stormwater capture for either flood protection or water supply. Centuries of urban planning dogma dictates using gutters, sewers, and other infrastructure to funnel rainwater out of a metropolis as quickly as possible to prevent flooding. Given the increasingly catastrophic urban flooding seen around the world, though, that clearly isn't working anymore. So now planners are finding clever ways to capture stormwater, treating it as an asset instead of a liability. The problem of urban hydrology is caused by a thousand small cuts, says Michael Kaparsky, director of the Wheeler Water Institute at UC Berkeley. No one driveway or roof in and of itself causes massive alteration of the hydrologic cycle, but combine millions of them in one area and it does. Maybe we can solve that problem with a thousand band-aids. Or in this case, sponges. The trick to making a city more absorbent is to add more gardens and other green spaces that allow water to percolate into underlying aquifers, porous subterranean materials that can hold water, which a city can then draw from in times of need. 
Engineers are also greening up medians and roadside areas to soak up the water that normally rush off streets, into sewers, and eventually out to sea. As the American West and other regions dry out, they're searching for ways to produce more water themselves instead of importing it by aqueduct. That strategy includes, by the way, recycling toilet water into drinking water so cities reduce water usage in the first place. At the same time, climate change is supercharging rainstorms, counterintuitively enough. For every 1 degree Celsius of warming, the atmosphere can hold 6 to 7 percent more water, meaning there's often more moisture available for a storm to dump as rain. Indeed, studies have found that the West Coast's atmospheric rivers, like the one that just hit L.A., are getting wetter. To exploit all that free water falling from the sky, the L.A. DWP has carved out big patches of brown in the concrete jungle. Stormwater was piped into these spreading grounds and accumulated in dirt basins. That allows it to slowly soak into the underlying aquifer, which acts as a sort of natural underground tank that can hold 28 billion gallons of water. During a storm, the city is also gathering water in dams, some of which it diverts into the spreading grounds. After the storm comes by and it's a bright sunny day, you'll still see water being released into a channel and diverted into the spreading grounds, says Castro. That way, water moves from a reservoir where it's exposed to sunlight and evaporation into an aquifer where it's banked safely underground. On a smaller scale, LADWP has been experimenting with turning parks into mini-spreading grounds, diverting stormwater there to soak into subterranean cisterns or chambers. It's also deploying green spaces along roadways, which have the additional benefit of mitigating flooding in a neighborhood. The less concrete and more dirt and plants, the more the built environment can soak up stormwater like the actual environment naturally does. As an added benefit, deploying more of these green spaces along with urban gardens improves the mental health of residents. Plants here also sweat, cooling the area and beating back the urban heat island effect, the tendency for concrete to absorb solar energy and slowly release it at night. By reducing summer temperatures, you improve the physical health of residents. The more trees, the more shade, the less heat island effect, says Castro. Sometimes, when it's 90 degrees in the middle of summer, it could get up to 110 underneath a bus stop. LA's far from alone in going spongy. Pittsburgh is also deploying more rain gardens, and where they absolutely must have a hard space, sidewalks, parking lots, etc., they're using special concrete bricks that allow water to seep through. And a growing number of municipalities are scrutinizing properties and charging owners fees if they have excessive impermeable surfaces like pavement, thus incentivizing the switch to permeable surfaces like plots of native plants or urban gardens for producing more food locally. So, the old way of stormwater management isn't just increasingly dangerous and ineffective as the planet warms and storms get more intense. It stands in the way of a more beautiful, less sweltering, more sustainable urban landscape. L.A., of all places, is showing the world there's a better way. Thanks for listening to Wired. My name is Zeke Robison, and for more stories like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at Wired.com science. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. 
you'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.